So the big question is this. How do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. And now, for the review of the day. All right, I have a five-a-star review from Fit1976. That's going to make you 42 because I was born in 65, so I can do that math real quick. Glad you are fit. Uh, Fit1976 says, um, I get so much out of these podcasts. I'm a new agent, and this is a treasure trove of ideas. Pat has an amazing ability to drill down on the tactics that are used to be successful at real estate. I look forward to these every time they come out. My only feedback is, Pat, please get a new microphone. I think that some people, uh, let me finish this and then I'll tell you. Your intro is different in quality than the interviews, sound-wise, but the content is so good it doesn't stop me from listening. Thank you. So, yeah, man, same feedback as before. Yes, I, you know, again, I've addressed that. The, the bottom line is this is the microphone I've used, I've always used. A couple of times we've made some mistakes and uh, that will not ever be happening ever again. So, that is cured, but I appreciate the feedback and thanks for doing up a five-star. Anyways, keep the comments coming, guys. I love them. And remember, I eat feedback for breakfast, so give me a one-star review if you want or a five-star review if you want. I don't care. And the more reviews we get, the better guests we get. So please, subscribe first and then leave us a review or wherever you're listening. Okay, Rockstar Nation, we have a great a guest today. I've got Angela Lutze on, and she is cranking some things out, and I'm excited to uh, get to the nitty-gritty with her. So, Angela, welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Well, thank you very much for having me. Angela, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself so they can get to know you better? Oh, boy. I'll try to make this kind of short. Uh, so, I'm a native of the Northeast I grew up in New Jersey, Pennsylvania area, and my background is actually all over the map. I kind of was somebody who always took the path that was kind of open and exciting to me. Um, I have a bachelor's degree in fine arts. I worked in the fashion industry for a little while after I graduated from college in Manhattan, and then I became an art teacher, and from there I became a psychotherapist. I was in private practice for many years, probably close to 15 years total, but I grew up in real estate. My father bought and sold property my whole life, and he just had this awesome knack for finding properties that could be renovated, or he knew when the market was you know, going to take a turn, so he knew when to sell, he knew when to buy. Anytime we went on a family vacation, we looked at property, and he, I mean, it was like all all the time. It was in our blood. Um, I used to wait as a little girl for the MLS book to arrive on, I think it was like Fridays we would get it and I would circle all the properties I thought we should see. Oh, that's cute. 
Yeah, and even my sister, she's two years younger younger than I, and we would play real estate rather than house when we were growing <laughs> <up>. Yeah. <laughs> so when we moved to Southwest Florida about five years ago, you know, I'd been busy working on my professional career. Um, I was in graduate school for years, and I think I was a perpetual student, and I loved what I did. I had a very thriving private practice, and when we moved here to Southwest Florida, I thought it would be a fun thing to do to sell real estate because I had seen my father. He was so successful. I always followed the market. And I said to my husband, I think I'm going to get my real estate license. We'll just do open houses once a week. It'll be a great opportunity for us to meet new people in the area. And maybe I'll sell a million dollar house once a year. And then after I received my, um, my light, after I got my license, my husband then said, you know what, I'll do it too. We thought well, we can do it together. It'll be a fun thing for us to do together. And we both were licensed in January of, I think it was 15. I actually wrote it down because I was thinking about it today when I was preparing for this interview. Yeah, it was January of 15th. And by the next, by October of, the, of that year, he had to leave his job because we were so busy with real estate. Wow. And he was a psychotherapist too. Well, he was actually a school guidance counselor. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he was working for the school system. I still had my private practice. I started a private practice here in Southwest Florida, which was going very well. And so I kept working and doing that. And then one day our broker called us and he said, um, this is probably, let's see, probably about a year after we were licensed. And he said, oh, by the way, you're the top agent this month. <laughs> what? <laughs> because we never ever thought that that was what we were going to be doing with it. We just, it just happened. So. So now you're both full-time in the biz, right? And Correct. work together. Okay. We do work together. My husband is the broker of record and we actually, we opened our own company about a year ago and it's just currently it's the two of us and our, oh my gosh, talk about a rock star. Our, our administrative assistant has just made our life, lives 10 times easier. I mean, it's been wonderful. After about four tries, we finally found someone who has reined us in, helped to organize us. She runs our office. So she was like the best hire we could have possibly made. So it's really just the three of us right now. Sounds like you kind of made it like, like you would your psychotherapy practice, right? Like you made it like your, how, you, how a doctor would do it with just the doctor and then, you know, a receptionist or, you know, an administrative or whatever. And, and you didn't go to a brokerage. Well, you were at a brokerage and you left and you went out on your own. Let's talk about all this stuff. So first of all, how, what skills have you learned being a therapist and your husband's being a counselor that has transferred over to making you a successful real estate agent? Well, I'm not sure that they're, I think that's the hard part. It's trying to understand whether they're learned skills or if they're just sort of innate skills as far as people go, because I think that we're just very empathic people mm. and that helps us so much to connect with our clients so we really understand what our clients are looking for and if we don't understand we strive to understand i mean we would especially in the beginning we would drive a 50, within a 50 mile radius like from one end of southwest florida to the other and try to figure out what is it what is it they want do they want white cabinets do they want a cozy 
place? Do they want a huge house for their family? Do they want to be in a high rise? Uh, and I think being able to like be in someone else's shoes, sort of be in their world and really understand what it feels like to be that person whatever that means. So, you know, are they going to be coming here for three months a year and they just want a place that they can lock up and feel safe and comfortable? Or is it a place where they want their grandkids and their kids to come and, and, you know, to be like a kind of like a playground for everyone, you know? So I think, I think for us, it's more just that really dialing in and understanding what people what people are looking for, what they want, uh, as far as buyers go. As far as sellers go, we also understand what they want to hear. They want to know what are you going to do to get their home sold and what kind, you know, what kind of marketing are you going to, how are you going to market the home, that kind of thing. Interesting. And so why did you choose to just open up your own shop uh, versus stay under a large brokerage? Mm-hmm. So we started with Berkshire Hathaway. And that was our first year in the business. And the broker there was wonderful. She did help us quite a bit. But the problem with, and and then we went from there to Angle and Volkers. We thought that was going to be a little bit better. Brokers give you tools to work with. And basically, you know, the whole point of giving them some of your commission is that they're going to give you these tools. We didn't particularly care for all of the tools and went out and bought our own tools or systems we had our we you know we decided we needed our own website we really liked the idea of building a zillow profile just there were so many things you know postcards we were paying quite a bit for for our own marketing and not really not really liking the tools that were offered to us for like you know a, a big percentage and then at that point we were really starting to sell property and we wanted to put our money where we felt it made sense and so we went to a hundred percent company that was actually very good for us. So while we did, there was a broker there and we just paid a transaction fee. But again, we were branding everything. We have to have the broker's name on everything that goes out. So while everything was branded with the broker name and not our name. And so we said, why are we putting all this money into making somebody else's name known? Let's make our name known. And so that's kind of what we decided. And, it was really scary. It was really exciting to just leave and go out on our, our own, but it's been, it's been a, it's really been good for us. We have a, we did also rent a space in a strip mall because, because everybody rents a space in a strip mall in Florida. That's <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's so true. <laughs> so we have that and um, we continue to do, you know, just been doing and, I guess that's probably something else you're going to want to know. What have we been yeah, doing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay, so so let's talk some nitty-gritty. Like uh, how many houses have you sold in the last 12 months? Um, close to 100, just my husband and I. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. And so what was your, as we like to call it, ECI, your ego commission income, your total commissions? About 900. Okay, and what's your profit margin? About 30%. Okay, so 300 grand you're mm-hmm. making. And uh, so now let's talk about 100 houses uh, with two people. That's, that's honorable. That would be 50 houses each, mm-hmm. right, which is four houses each a month. Now, do you each do your own buyers and sellers? How do you break it up? Like, how do you decide who does what? That's a good question. So basically, we try to go out 
on the first meeting. So let's say a buyer comes to us. We always try to meet the buyers together as a couple the very first time. Hmm. Uh, and the reason for that is in our area, the demographic is mostly their second or third homes for buyers. They're not primary, not a primary residence. Um, and so they're usually coming down as couples and it helps us to kind of connect better with them. You know, maybe the husband will connect better with my husband and the wife will connect better with me. Or it could be the opposite. The woman, my husband's actually very handsome. So <laughs> the women always think he's cute and, <laughs> and charming. And, um, you know, so it's kind of, it's, it's, and it's fun. I mean, we really have made so many great friends doing it that way. But generally speaking, we'll go out the first time as a couple, especially with a couple. And then listing appointments. We've never gone, out, uh, gone out on a listing appointment alone. And alone, together. Yeah. So I imagine you're very powerful. I mean, you come out together on the listing appointment against an agent that comes out by themselves. I mean, it's just twice as powerful. Yes. Yeah, I think that's true. And the other, the other part of this is, so I do all, I've, you know, I and my assistant who she's, she has gone in, she's very good with marketing and technology. So I created a PowerPoint presentation that she just put on steroids. It's, it's really, really great. Um, so I use that and I explain to our clients what we're going to do to market their property. And I talk to them about our Zillow profile. I talk to them about how we bring buyers to the table and how important the marketing piece really is with the sale of a home. And then after I'm done with that part, we switch seats, like literally stand up and switch seats. And my husband sits down and he goes over the comparable sales in the neighborhood and he talks price. So and he's the more, he's the more analysis. You're the more emotion. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. And obviously you, you've got chemistry because you're married. So, you know, it works well, right? You know, it's like you guys jive really well when you're on appointments and, and, and you know, like how to be empathetic, like you say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, and people point it out to us all the time. Every, so many people tell us, you guys have such a great relationship and truly we are each other's best friend. The first year that we started doing this, we had not worked together before. That was a little challenging. We both wanted to be in charge, but, and, you know, we would kind of be like, no, you should have done this. No, you should have done that. But as time has gone by, we've really, we understand what, what we do best. So I understand what I do best. He understands what he does best. And we often defer to the other instead of saying, oh, let me try that. I don't, I don't touch when it's a negotiation and there's something going on, like with an inspection item or something like that. I, I won't do it because I know he's, he's good at listening and he's good at making sure that everyone is happy with the decision that's the decisions that are made. So it kind of sounds like you guys like both do all things like you'll meet them together and then you might take them out and show them all the houses or whatever. And then he'll get into contract negotiations or, you know, you share responsibilities pretty much. Correct. That's right. We do. So that, that's that's great. I've I've yet to meet a husband wife team that do that. Usually it's usually a lot of the people that come on this show. The 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 wife is the one out front meeting the people, right? Building rapport, and then the husband's in the back in the office, so to speak, for lack of a better way to to explain it without getting into details. And so 
So you both doing it is kind of neat, you know? I think so. It's kind of, it's funny, even the, like in the very beginning when we first met and we weren't even doing this kind of work, something I noticed about my husband right off, right away is he would, he would do the most, uh, to me, what I would think most men would, would not want to do. Like if I were even just going in the grocery store, I'd say, I'll run in the grocery store. You can stay in the car and be like, no, I'll come with you. So he's got, <laughs> it's wonderful because even he still carries that through with real estate. Like he could stay home and do some things and, and, you know, and finish paperwork and maybe have a, have it easy and sit on the couch for a few minutes, which rarely he does, but he always, <laughs> but he always chooses to come. I mean, it's almost like as much as it's work, it's really also, it's almost like it's our time to play too. And I think that our clients see that we truly, truly enjoy it. We enjoy being with each other. We enjoy the process. And, and <laughs> sometimes we'll be driving somewhere. We'll be driving to an appointment or something and I'll be texting away and I'll be calling people and I'll be doing all these things. He goes, you love this, don't you? You love this. This is like, you're meant for real estate. So, but it is, it's something that is so exciting and fulfilling, you know, in a different way. Counseling was great too. When, when you would see somebody, when I would see one of my clients just really turn, transform their life, that was great. But this is a whole different great. It's helping people, but it's helping them in a happy, like it's a happy environment to start. You know, you're not out most of the time, not out searching for a second home with your husband if things are falling apart, you know. It's right, and it's probably more exciting, too. You probably get more endorphins, endorphin rushes just because you're, you know what I mean? You're, you're, you're jumping around a lot more than sitting on a couch with someone across from you, you know. Right, yes. There's more movement, and we're very, like, physically active people, so we like to be out there, you know, in and out of homes and you know we come back and we say oh i know that they like those five homes let me find two more that match those five and yeah so it's kind of it's an exciting business it really is so a hundred deals where would you say first of all uh, you know how many are listings how many are buyers we're about 50 50 okay that's a good number and 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 let's talk about the listings where where do the listings come from hmm, that's a good question um a lot of them come from referrals so we do get quite quite a few phone calls. Oh, my neighbor told me you did a great job for him. Can you come over and see me? We have a an acronym, I guess, because <laughs> we, we looked at after the second year of of seriously, you know, working, there were four four areas where we found the most success. Open houses were really well, we say pros, but now, of course, I'm going to forget one. So postcards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Postcards, really important. Like, find your area. And, I mean, we send out, every time we have a listing or a sale, we send out a postcard in specific neighborhoods. Even, um, even if the listing or the sale isn't in that neighborhood? Usually, we really try to stay focused on so it's it's different a little bit different in florida than other areas like we're from the northeast it wasn't like this but there are developments here like communities within the greater community and so basically what we do is what we've done is we really have focused on maybe four I want to call them like communities. So there's one where there might be 3,000 doors. Another one has 230 doors. So we're generally, we will always send to two communities no matter what we sell. 
but then we also will send, so let's say we get a sale four miles from here, we'll always send a postcard, especially when we list to that community and then when we sell. And then that, a lot, we do get phone calls because of those. Referrals, of course. Open houses, that's, exact, that's ex actually how we started. We begged other agents to do open houses when we first started this business because we didn't have our own listings. And we found, we would beg, we looked at where we wanted to sell and we said, please, please, please let us do an open house for you. And the busy agents don't have time to be doing, sitting every open house. And so we tried to get into those communities week after week. If we could do them daily, we would. And then the last thing was our Zillow profile. So when we started to actually make some money, we took a small percentage of what we made and we put it into a zip code. So I think it was like, we started with a $500 a month commitment and we were so, so worried about spending that $500. We thought it was so much money to be putting into our marketing. And then we got a phone call, three sales from that one phone call. It was wait, a- Wait a minute, okay, so yeah, tell, like, so tell me how this panned out. You put $500, in Zillow marketing and you so that your name would show up on another listing that wasn't yours, right? Could be well if you're if, it depends on if it's your your listing or not. I know, but in this in this particular instance. In this particular instance, correct yes, that's that's what happened. And then someone called on it thinking it was yours. Yes, but I think buyers are a little bit more savvy these days, so they do have an understanding that a lot of the time it's not your listing. But yes, that's what happened. A buyer called we took him to, because usually they don't buy the house they call about. They're calling, especially, again, this is a different area. People call us from out there somewhere. It could be, it could be Michigan. It could be Canada. It could be Germany. But they're calling us from usually another place, and they don't have a starting point. So they'll call about one house and then they get into a conversation with you. Well, this is what I'm looking for. And then, then they tell you I'm coming to town April 30th and I'd like to look at these five homes. So basically what happened though was the gentleman called, he asked about seeing one particular home. We took him to that home. I also set up three other viewings that I thought might be of interest. And he ended up buying one of the homes that I, that I where I scheduled a showing. Then oh. his dad, yeah. Then his dad bought a home. Oh, then, wow. Okay. <laughs> then he sold a home. <laughs> so that grows, you know, and those, those turn into referrals. So then we would take whatever, so we decided we're going to take a small portion of our commission and then just keep putting it into that Zillow referral system or that Zillow mm -hmm. profile. And then we started asking people for um, reviews. And we have, I think, like 125 star reviews on Zillow now. That also helps us to get listings because anytime we, anytime someone buys with us or sells with us, we ask them for a review. And with Zillow, you probably know this, you have to actually enter the property and then Zillow verifies that you have worked with the client. Right. And then it goes, you know, live. And we, we've actually sold property where people, like I've had a guy once call me from New Jersey because he read our, about our, us on Zillow. He never, never even came to Florida. We went over to his house. We prepared it for sale. Scott called landscapers. He called painters. We staged it. The house sold quickly. He sold his house. He didn't do anything besides give us a call. You know, and so, yeah. And he read 100, uh, your reviews. And he was exactly. like, 
life. And they're probably raving reviews in that they they talk about the fact that you guys do it together and that the fact that you're essentially you're you're not a team you, you know it's just you guys it's like a private practice and i'm sure that shows in the reviews they're like you're not going to be handed off you're going you know what i mean there's you know there's a lot, again there's a lot of power in that so let's talk about technology a little bit what technology are you using that you're excited about now that's a good question and i know and that's going to be a hard one to answer am i excited uh, about any particular technology no that's a good answer if the answer is no i mean yeah. not good but it's different yeah it's not there's nothing okay so we also did hire a coach in the very beginning which was a which was one of our best uses you know the one of the best ways to use our our money, our marketing money. And that coach was very much old school. You need to call your circle of influence. You need to be knocking on doors. You need to be calling Fizbo's. You could be using this. You could be using that. And I'm sure that that is very, very effective for a lot of agents. That sounds like the perfect way to really make a lot of sales. But we were in our heads, we were like, do we really want do we want to love our job? Do we want to love what we do? Or do we want to feel like we have to get up and go boom, 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 you know, like doing the dialer or whatever that thing is that people do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you, want to do, do you want to do stuff that you don't like to do is the bottom line. Do you want to make your job fun? Or as I like to say, elf, easy, lucrative, and fun. That's right. And so for us, technology. No, we do have a website. We use our cell phones quite a bit. <laughs> we do a lot of texting. My thumbs move really fast, but I don't, there's nothing in particular right now that grabs my attention. I'd be thrilled to find something that could help us, uh, but I don't know that there. Well, that's interesting because, you know, I had Ryan Serhant on here, who's on the television show, Million Dollar Listing, and he kind of said the same thing. Like, I'm like, what CRM do you use? He goes, we just use Google Sheets. Google Docs and, you know, we keep things stored in the Excel sheets and things like that. And I just, you know, print it out and check them off. And I'm like, that's interesting because it's really about relationships, you know, and, and following up. It's not about the, the tech. Not the tech is bad, but it was an interesting perspective. Would you say you're the same way? I would say we're pretty much the same way. One thing that we do consistently, though, is we put out a newsletter once a month. Um, okay. And who writes that? We do. Sometimes we'll do a little video. We'll have a, be having a conversation and then that will go out to our clients or we'll do a raffle like choose your favorite listing and you'll get a free meal at Coconut Jack's. We try to make them fun and we always say please write back and say hello and people will always write back to us and we try to make it interactive and I think we have about 15,000 people in our database. And in, in emails, 15,000 emails. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and those are all collected at open houses or through, you know, we have when Zillow leads come in, they're they go right to our MailChimp. So that's pretty effective. But I think it is really, oh, the other thing that we do that has been phenomenal, not only for retaining customers, but just like makes us feel so excited and proud at the end of the year or at the beginning of the year we do it so basically people who live here in this area of florida you have probably about 40 percent who are here more on a year-round basis or primary and then the other 60 percent they arrive in sometime in december or january and they stay until april may so in january we started with uh, an annual client appreciation party and we have it here at the country club where we live 
And last year we had, last year's party was 125. This year we were closer to 200. And they, that wow. actually, yeah. And they come to the party and we give, you know, have wine and beer and a lot of great food, shrimp cocktail, past appetizers. I mean, it is just, we really do put on a nice spread for our clients. And I like brings tears to my eyes when I think about it, because our clients really are a reflection of who we are. Uh, I think that they're characteristic. I mean, they just appreciate the fact that we do this and they're all like hugging each other at the end. I didn't know she <laughs> from me and we're so excited. We're going to bite together and wow, they live in my community and they know Angela and Scott too. And it's just, it's wonderful. It's such an exciting um, event. And uh, I think that's been, you know, technology, I guess, but to us, that's something like that. We'd much rather put, you know, $10,000 into doing that at the end of the year than some yeah. kind. So it sounds like, would you say that uh, pretty much everybody you work with, or, or most of them, if they stay in the area, you become friends with? Yeah, I would say that's true, for and, sure. And you're adding 100 friends a year. We are. And yeah, that's, that's <laughs> this, cool. well, this season, our social calendar has been a little bit, maybe a little more active than we're even able to, you know, it's hard because we're working, these three months are really super busy months, January, February, March are really busy, busy, busy times for us. And so on top of getting up early and we get a, we, our typical day, you know, we get up at seven o'clock in the morning, we have our coffee, we talk about our schedule, we do emails, all that follow-up stuff. And then we try to do a run. We'll usually run like three to five miles, maybe four to five days a week, sometime between 10 o'clock in the morning and noon. And then we go out and show property and then what's happened, you know, people who are here, they all, they reach out to us, which is wonderful and we're, we love it, but they always want to meet for dinner, you know, and so we try to at least, at least three or four times a week, we do try to do something social in the evening. Um, but that party does allow us to do social with a, a lot of people at one time, but it feels a little bit like a wedding reception. Like we don't give everybody enough time, you know? We yeah. Feel, yeah. It's hard. Yeah. And hopefully you have name tags. We, we don't need them. Isn't it funny? Really? I don't, you don't need them? Wow. No. When, I, when I used to do them, I was like, please have a name tag. I, don't, <laughs> I, I, I remember everyone. But maybe next year I won't. You're good at that. You're good at that. I was good at faces, but not names, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm better at faces too. But yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, you, you definitely have a lot of fun with it. I mean, it sounds like you, you've known how to take the business and make it spark joy yes i i think that's true our biggest challenge though has really been we really do need at this point to hire we'd like to have a buyer's agent who understands the amount of work that goes into this and i i think that's one misconception that people have about real estate when they first start and probably we probably did too we didn't we didn't understand i also besides being in real estate my hope my parents being involved in buying and selling homes my whole life. They also ran restaurants. And so if you know anything wow. about, yeah. <laughs> so if you know anything about the restaurant business, there's not a lot of time to just sit back and relax. In no, fact, there's a huge work ethic that goes into owning a restaurant for sure. And in so fact, unless you own like 10 of them, you know, right? No, we owned one. Yeah. And, when you own one, you're usually a working owner. And we were work. We all worked in the restaurant, you know, since the time my sister and I were little and, 
I think having had that experience, it helps us a lot. Although you can't close. I mean, at least my mom and dad, at some point, they got to close Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday at some point, at one point, finally. But real estate's not like that. So we can't close our doors and expect that people are going to wait until Monday to see a property they want to see on Saturday. So that's been tricky. And we're trying to find, we're trying to find an agent, a buyer's agent who wants to work the kind of hours that are required. And because there's no, there's, especially during these three months, it's not an easy job. It's, it requires you to just, somebody wants something, they need to jump. And who also kind of has the same interest in building relationships that we have. Yeah. I mean, it's probably going to be someone in your family or someone in your, in your circle, like your friend's circle, like the, the, maybe someone you sold a house to that has stayed in touch with you for a long time and always comes to your parties. And you basically want someone who has the same philosophy that you do, which is that elf philosophy, easy, lucrative, and fun. And you're, and they're gregarious and, and, People almost think that it's your sister or your child or, you know what I mean? Like they're part of your family. Yes. Well, speaking of, um, my son did work with us last year for, for the busy season. Um, he's only 24, so he's still kind of trying to find his way around life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so he decided he didn't know if he wanted to do it. But I have to say he was, he was a, a natural. People loved him. They loved that he was our son. So no one felt like we were. Right. No, that's key. Yeah. My dad does do some work for us and he's awesome. And then my sister, her, she's in the process. She just became licensed. Uh, She, she travels around the country. She's a teacher and she teaches teachers how to implement technology in the classroom. But I'm trying to get her to stop doing that and to come here and be part of the deletory group. We'll we'll see if she. Well, you probably got to give her a taste. You know what I mean? Like, like a lot of times, like with you, you got the taste because the commissions are so high, you know what I mean? And, and it is a fun business. And you had to have a taste for a year or so before you closed your practice and your husband. Actually, four got, years before. Four I, still years. Was doing, I was still seeing clients even up to a year and a half ago. Give her a couple of easy deals. You know what I mean? They'll pay big fat commissions. Right, right. <laughs> That's all you need to do, you know. <laughs> That's true. This is awesome. Okay. Well, listen, Angela, let's wrap this up with our flagship question. And that is this, if I took you right. And I said, I'm going to put you on an Island, but now there's on this Island, there's a lot of people living there. They're buying and selling things or buying and selling houses. I'm going to put you against nine other real estate agents. And I'm going to give you each a thousand dollars, a laptop computer and a phone and the one thing you have in common with all these nine other agents is that you don't know a soul. And I'm going to say you guys all got six months. Whoever sells the most houses in six months gets a $5 million prize. How is Angela going to win that $5 million prize? Okay. So <laughs> first I would start by probably doing similar, you know, what we did in the beginning. Um, I would get to know the area as well as I could. I would choose two or three communities where the homes sell quickly. I would try to sit open houses there for other agents who are already successful, who are looking for uh, open house sitters. I actually, I actually talked with my husband about this. If we were to move somewhere else, where would we put our money? And, you know, in order to quickly acquire new business. One of the other things we might do with that 
$2,000 is say, we'll give you $1,000 towards closing costs, maybe to two of the nicest homes in the, in the community that might, that might be looking for a listing agent. I think it would just be really, also the other thing I would do is I would preview every house that I possibly could in the price range that would, would allow me to make the most money. So that's kind of where I guess. And you would, you would just make friends. It sounds like you would just. Yeah. I go to a lot of happy hours. Yeah. And I <laughs> and I get to meet people and. You, you know, would never say no to an invitation. Exactly, and I would ask a lot of questions. Yeah, be your empathetic self, and yeah, no, that's awesome. That's a good answer. Um, okay, so let's talk about your free gift. As you know, everybody that comes on the show brings a free gift, and what I'm going to do with that is I'm going to put it. In your show notes, I'm going to put it at hybendigital.com backslash Angela Lutzi, and it's Angela and with one L and L-U-T-Z-I. That's L-U-T-Z-I, hybendigital.com backslash Angela Lutzi. What is your free gift today? I believe that my free gift, and I know that I had written this uh, probably about four week, three or four weeks ago maybe, um, but I would welcome a five-minute phone call from any new agent who wants to discuss their marketing efforts and you know do a little bit of coaching it's kind of comes naturally to me to help other people so that's wow that's so maybe i'll maybe we'll take a picture of your a business card with your cell on it and and everything and just say if you want some free advice send me a text exactly and then i would also i'd have to also let people know that i probably wouldn't be able to do that until may 1st so i have to <laughs> <laughs> because things are so busy here. <laughs> but May 1st... Do you, have, do you have something like a checklist or a, a, a form that you, you guys use that people can look at and download maybe? I could do that. I can, make some, I can do something like that. That would be fine. And I can add it to the Dropbox. I guess it's like a little... Yeah. Do you, do you know what it would be? I would probably, probably just... Mm, I'm, I'd have to think about that at this okay. point. Yeah. That's right. But right, I would well, rather, I'd actually rather talk to somebody because I think, again, I don't think that my formula is going to work, is going to work for everyone. I think it's more important if somebody wants to have a conversation about what do you think or what, do, you know, what are you doing now? I'd want to know what are they doing now? What else do they think they might be good at doing and maybe kind of help them formulate a, a plan. And, and I don't think that would take a lot of my time. Okay. So guys, I'm going to do that. And it, it, so this is the first free gift where someone's offering you their time. You should take advantage of it. She sells a hundred houses per year. So definitely has some advice and it's worth the wait until May. So Angela, this has been a blast. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. And hopefully if I'm ever in your part of Florida, I will definitely look you up and uh, we get together and break some bread. We'd love that. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you so much for tuning in to Real Estate Rockstars. If this free content is giving you a ton of value, I want to ask a small favor in return. I need you to pull out your pointing finger and hit the subscribe button. Yes, hit subscribe, please. The more subscribers that we get on Real Estate Rockstars, the better guests are attracted to the shows. We'll get more guests from the top companies, from the top teams, and even more celebrity guests like Robert Kiyosaki and Barbara Corcoran. Also, if you're not a member of our free Facebook group, go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio. 
right on Facebook and join the conversation. I'm on there myself on FaceTime Lives, and we have a lot of communications and questions about the show, and I'd love to see you there. And it's free. People ask me all the time, where am I on social media? I'm real easy to find. Just type in my name. My IG is I am Pat Hyben. It is blowing up on Instagram, adding tons of subscribers, and I'm on there probably twice a day. So definitely follow me on Instagram as well as everywhere else. Thanks again for listening and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.